On this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast, I sat down with Kevin Bronander to discuss the value of journaling. Kevin is a writer, blogger, fitness enthusiast, and like myself, is fascinated by human performance and personal development strategies. Kevin is the founder of Prompted, a weekly newsletter equipped with thoughtful words and powerful journaling prompts. Kevin has experienced a tremendous amount of personal growth since we first became friends at the University of Scranton a few years back, and I am envious of his passion, dedication, and practical tips for creating an ideal journaling practice. I left this conversation feeling super inspired, and I bet you will too. So without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Kevin. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I'm joined today here by Kevin Bronander. Kevin, thanks for joining me. You bet, Julie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, So before we dive into our topic today, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Definitely. Um, My name is Kevin Bronander. Grew up in uh, northern New Jersey and uh, moved down to Philadelphia about two years ago. Spend uh, most of my time either reading, writing, um, or out out running on the Schuylkill Trail. And uh, when I'm not doing any of those things, I work uh, in sales for a property technology company based here in Philadelphia. Awesome. Yeah. And Kevin, I'm really fascinated by how much you've gotten into writing and your blog and these sorts of things that I really envy anybody who's putting in that work. And um, Kevin and I went to Scranton together. He's a year behind me, but we were definitely in uh, the same social circle, spent a lot of time together. And it's been really cool to see him grow and, you know, along with my personal growth. So Kevin, I'd love to dive into journaling because I know this has become kind of a staple for you. Um, you have a newsletter around it. Can you talk a little bit about your newsletter prompted um, and how you kind of structure it? Definitely. So prompted is a weekly newsletter where I sort of meditate and write a little bit about one thought or idea that I came across that week and then provide three journal prompts for readers to dig into that idea and reflect a little bit more on their own. And the goal of the weekly newsletter is really to help myself and all of the readers become a bit better um, each day or each week when that newsletter goes out, just reflecting on themselves and thinking about new and different ideas and trying to uncover things through writing that um, myself or readers couldn't really process just through thinking or without getting those thoughts out on the page. Yeah, that's awesome. There's definitely a lot of power in focusing on writing, right? And um, one thing that I talk about a lot is the value of self-awareness and that spending time with your own mind will oftentimes give you answers that you were looking for, you know, Um, and myself, I've done some journaling here and there in different styles and definitely have had trouble finding like what works best for me. So I'm excited to dive into your practice, your experience with journaling and kind of what inspired um, this newsletter. So can you talk a little bit about when you began your journaling practice and what made you start? Sure. My journaling practice started back in 2017. Um, I was one of the, the lucky kids that sold Cutco knives starting at the end of high school and through the beginning of college. And in 2017, I had opened up my own uh, Cutco branch office. So I was promoted from basically selling knives to teaching other people how to sell knives and had to go out and you know lease an office space 
um, recruit, hire, interview, train, manage my own sales team. Um, and that was all after or the summer in between my freshman and sophomore year of college. So I was 19 years old, had no idea what I was doing. Um, and actually was convinced by one of my managers to get a, a life coach for the summer to help me with that branch management position. And this life coach, we had a weekly call and he would assign me um, journal prompts and give me things to think about. So really the, the first time I was journaling was uh, almost against my will, but the, the prompts that my coach was giving me um, really just, it was the first time that I really sat down and just wrote about what I was thinking and kept asking myself myself questions and kept uncovering things that I hadn't thought about or I was thinking about things in a new way. And it really unlocked all these new perspectives that helped me a ton that summer. And that practice of journaling, writing things down and, and capturing thoughts on the page has really stuck with me ever since then. Wow, that's awesome. That's such an interesting way of how you began. Like you said, not something that you intentionally went after, but it was kind of a task that was given to you now, when you phased out of that role with Cutco, did you continue with your practice or did that end up like restarting later on? It was pretty sporadic after that. I still saw the value and was still um, really focused on you know, personal growth and learning as much as I could. And so whenever I felt the need of either the thoughts in my head were um, really jumbled or I was confused or I had a, a question or a problem, that's when I would go back and lean on journaling. But at, right after that time with Cutco, with that branch management position, and for probably a few years after that, I wouldn't say I had a regular practice, but when I was really struggling with something, I would go and lean back on that journaling practice to try and figure some things out and, and get all my thoughts out of my head and, and try and go from there. Yeah, that's great. And that's one of the most powerful things, I think, of any mindfulness strategy, whether it be journaling, meditation, deep breathing, Ideally, having a regular practice is the strongest way to do it, but just having enough experience to the point that it's a tool that you can use when you need it most, um, I think is super valuable and important, especially when you're in a phase of life where there's a lot of things going on, a lot of decisions to be made, you know, in that college age. I mean, the fact that you were journaling and that you had that awareness to lean on it when you felt you needed to is awesome. I think more people, young people like us could benefit from doing that. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think, um, I think a lot of people don't really realize what's going on in their own head. And I think having the opportunity to write it all down, the pieces start to come together as the, the thoughts get out on the page. And it really just provides a, a sense of self-awareness. Like you were saying, it goes to a, a deeper level of um, you know, the things that we thought we were thinking were actually totally different once they they get out there in a new way, whether it's through journaling, meditation, or, or any of those practices, it really opens up a new perspective and, you know, changes the, the surface level thoughts that we might think something's happening, but really beneath the surface, something totally different. And that can push us in a totally different direction, oftentimes for the better. Yeah, definitely. It's so interesting how our like conscious and subconscious mind are kind of two separate entities, but we need to come up with ways to put them together, to let them collide. And putting words on the page is a great way to do that. Sitting down and being mindful is another way. Um, now, when I think of journaling, there's kind of like two different styles in my mind where some people, when they sit down to journal, have prompts or questions, like you mentioned, 
versus just like free writing, sitting down with an empty page and writing whatever's on your brain. Do you have a preference as to which one you prefer or do you use both of them? That's a a really tough question. I think I definitely use both of them. Um, I have a daily practice, which is a little bit more structured. Um, I'll go through a, you know, preset um, template that I have that I fill out each day. And then there are other times where, you know, an idea hits me out of nowhere, where I'm, uh, I have a question or a problem that I'm thinking of and, and can't really figure out what's going on. And that's where I'll lean on more free writing. Um, you know, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I had a crazy dream and I'll just write everything down um, until it, it all gets out on the paper, read it back the next day and have no idea what was going on. But then I've even found, um, you know, looking back on those, um, you know, writing down dreams or more of the, the free form writing, looked back on those and found lessons um, that I've taken into blog posts, newsletters, um, ideas that are transferable across a couple different areas. Um, so I think if I had to pick one, I would say I would prefer free writing. Or if you, if I had to only do one, um, if you took one away from me, I would definitely lean on free writing because I think journaling fulfills so many different um, needs. It solves so many different problems. And free writing is a little bit more versatile. Whatever's going on, just being able to you know, start writing those thoughts and those ideas down, um, just starting to move the pen on the page. I think that's the first step and the really the thinking and the processing follows that. But just being able to start really opens the floodgates. And a lot of those realizations come afterwards once those thoughts can be processed. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think there's value in both. And I'm pretty new to the prompted style journaling. Um, not only from your newsletter, but also from Joe Rinaldi's newsletter and a challenge that he did recently where he gave daily prompts and I would sit for just a few minutes and answer it. And I agree with you. I think there's a lot of value in having the focus of a question to answer, but sometimes you just need to let out whatever is on your mind. And from a personal standpoint, the first time I started journaling was 2018 And I'm going to give a quick shout out to Alicia O'Toole because she's the one that told me to get a journal. We were traveling with the field hockey team in England and she had always journaled. And she's like, Julie, this is the perfect place to get one. Let's do it. I still have that journal to this day. And um, the style that I picked up was just kind of journaling about like events and things that went on. So I would journal after, you know, a fun weekend with friends. I would journal after a vacation, maybe after... Um, you know, a summer break. And that's been really cool because it's not so much that I'm like answering a question or working out a problem, but I'm reflecting on experiences and feeling that sense of gratitude, you know, feeling that sense of I overcame something. And now when I flip through those pages, like you mentioned, it's really cool when you look back and you're just like amazed at the person that you were back then or what you were going through. And, um, especially in hard moments, you know, if you can document, like, what are you feeling? What are you doing in those times that feel dark when you come out of that and you look back, it's such an empowering feeling of like, wow, I figured that out. I got through that. What else can I get through? You know? So do you ever go back and kind of look at some of your old journals and old things that you went through? All the time. And whenever I do, I get totally lost just reading one entry after the next. And remembering exactly where I was and how I was feeling in those moments, in those times. It's 
it's almost like going back and watching a, a short little video clip of from that specific day. And, you know, I try and capture each of my days uh, retroactively in my calendar too. So I can put together my calendar for a day, let's say a year ago today, I can go back and look at what I did from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed and then combine that with my daily journal, which is usually, you know, a few pieces of gratitude. I'll just ask myself, you know, how am I feeling? What's on my mind? So there's a, just a general free form uh, writing of how I'm feeling that day. What is, you know, first thing when I wake up, what am I worried about? What's going on? Just capturing all of that and being able to combine those events of the day with how I was thinking and feeling provides this window into the past that I think is really, really unique. And, and like I said, every time I go back, I just can't stop reading them. I, I really get lost in those. And I think one of the things that always surprises me too, when I'm going back to those previous journal entries and looking at the past is the things that I wrote down that I wanted or was working towards that I had totally forgot about that almost subconsciously in the future had just become reality. Uh, and it's it's just a such a unique way. I think the things that we write down in the journal just become lodged in our brain as, as almost planting a seed somewhere. And even if we're not fully aware of it, just writing those things down and bringing them to the front of our mind at some point, even if we're not totally aware of it, they come full circle around in the future. And it really just points us in the right direction, uh, just capturing everything there in one spot. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And it's, it's true. I mean, our mind responds to what we tell it. So by consciously putting words on paper, looking at them with your eyes, writing it with your hands, all of those different actions, all of those different sensory functions, it is going to stick with you a little bit longer. And um, like you said, it's for people who are kind of believers in manifestation and things like that, it's putting it out in the universe and, you know, eventually it will manifest if it's something that's meant to be. Now, something that's coming to mind, like you said, both of us have journaled about good experiences, proud times, but also probably tough times and potentially moments where we've been struggling with anxiety or stress. When you go back and look at those times, do you find that it's sometimes difficult to kind of separate the now from the past? Or I guess a better way of saying it is when you are reflecting, whether it's something from a year ago, or maybe you're sitting down to journal today about something that's bothering you, are you able to shut the book and walk away and leave it all on the page? Or do you find that sometimes journaling can bring out emotions with you that you then have to face going forward? I think that's a really interesting question. And I think I go both ways. I think sometimes journaling is what shuts that worry or that anxiety off because I'm able to process the thoughts, put everything down and maybe find some more clarity in what's bothering me or what my options are in a specific situation. And I think other times the opposite is true. Um, you know, I might be worried about something or um, I'm struggling with a big decision and I'll sit down to write, write about what's going on, what, what I'm thinking about, what the, the potential you know, solutions or um, you know, just any of the thoughts that are coming down and all of that will get down on the page. And I haven't really figured out uh, a solution, so to speak. And it, it almost uh, brings it up to the top of my mind more and I'll walk 
walk away instead of feeling like I have more clarity, that will, I'll be constantly thinking about that idea throughout the whole day. And I think something I've been looking into more recently is this idea of a walking meditation or journaling, um, which I heard from Cal Newport after reading one of his books, um, So Good They Can't Ignore You. And he has a practice where he would walk to and from work every day, but during his walk, he would think about one problem or idea. He was a, still is, I think a computer science professor. So he would think about one proof walking to and from work every day, turning it over in his head and trying to figure things out. And so I think more recently, some of the, the ideas that I've been thinking about and journaling about and the decisions that I've been struggling with have been coming off the page and coming with me around the day. And so I'm trying to structure more of that thinking when I, when I can't figure things out on the page, structure that thinking in my head as almost a, a walking or a thinking journaling session, uh, which I think is also ties into maybe an intersection of journaling and meditation and just thinking consciously about these things rather than letting them control us uh, from the subconscious and letting that anxiety and worry slip in from the background. I'm trying to take more of the driver's seat of those thoughts when I can't get them out of my head to think about them critically, turn them over, compare them to different things and, and basically parse them in a way I would on the page in my head. So I think those are the two different directions that uh, some of the anxiety and worry go. Uh, depending on the day. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's such great advice from Cal Newport. I'll have to look into his work um, to, to do that thinking sort of in an active fashion. I think one thing that I struggle with, and part of it is because I am very distracted and it's my own fault for, for um, creating this distractible person that I am. But when I sit down with a pen and paper sometimes I'll feel almost a little bit of like pressure or like this feeling of like, okay, like what am I going to write down? What am I thinking about? But I agree with you. I do really well when I'm walking, when I'm outside, when I'm almost not even really intentionally solving a problem, but I can see the value in that. But just being, just thinking just last night, um, it was a beautiful day here. I was out for a walk. It was sunset and I was just admiring the trees and the air and I was having all of these ideas come to mind, all of these like images in my brain of the person I want to be. And it all was just happening because I was doing something that I love to do, like walking and relaxed. And so you can get clarity in a lot of different ways. Right. And the point that you said earlier about the fact that, yeah, sometimes journaling, you are going to dig deep and it is going to be hard to face the things that come out of it. I say that a lot with meditation. I almost warn people and say, listen, if you're serious about this and you're actually going to tap into your mind, you're probably going to find some things that you don't really like. You're going to find some memories that you don't want to relive, but that's just part of the process. It's part of, you have to almost push those boxes out of the way to get further down the hallway to where you want to be. Right. So I would assume that with journaling, it's that same thing where when you're in that hard place, sit with it, understand that it's part of it and know that you will be better for it after working through it. Right. hundred percent. And I love your analogy of moving down the hallway and you have to move the boxes out of the way. And I think the, the alternative to, um, you know, really figuring out what's in those boxes, moving them out of the way, putting them in the right spot. So you have that clear path to where you're going 
the alternative to that is almost ignoring the problems. Um, and it's going to be really hard to get down that hallway. If you're ignoring all those boxes, they're littered all over the place. You don't know what's where. And that builds up over time. And I think takes a toll on, it definitely takes a toll on myself when I'm not figuring out what's going on in my head and, and sorting thoughts and figuring out how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? So I think I love that analogy. And I think it's the, the opposite of digging in and figuring out what those things are is ignoring all of those thoughts and feelings, which can be problematic and definitely boils up over time into something that's a lot more challenging than you know, figuring it out in the first place. Yeah, definitely. I mean, most of us, especially if you're listening to this podcast, you want to better yourself in some way. You probably don't like when things are cluttered, you know, like think about when your bedroom is a mess and everything's everywhere. It's like stressful. You can't get things done in that messy environment. If you know me, you know, I'm always on the run up early and home late. So having a three hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop mixed in water once a day and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. The brain is kind of like that. The mind is kind of like that, right? If everything, if these boxes are everywhere and there's clothes and there's something on fire in the corner, you're not going to have a clear thought process. So take the time to put that fire out, to go through the boxes, to organize the clothes, like whatever it is, and, you know, make your way into that environment that's going to be best for you. And I'm speaking to myself here too. Like I said, I'm, I'm, Really glad we're having this conversation because at the point I'm at now, I'm on the cusp of really creating a good journaling practice, but I'm having trouble sticking to it. Um, and all of this conversation is, is helping me. So Kevin, I want to ask you, I know that everybody's journaling practice is a little bit unique as it probably should be. So I'd love for you to just paint as descriptive as you can of a picture of like, what does your daily practice, weekly practice, whatever it is, look like? Sure. Love to dive into that. And um, before I get too deep into that, though, I have to shout you out. I mean, your gratitude practice has been going on for how many hundreds of days now? Are, are you coming up yeah, on a thousand thank you. consecutive days? To, today was day 664. And yeah, I haven't missed a day. It's, it's amazing. I'm really proud of it. Okay. So that's extremely consistent. So huge thank props you. to you for, for doing that for such a long time. I, that is really powerful. Um, so I, I'm sure you're, you might be struggling with some other stuff, but that is a, a rock solid foundation. 
um, that I wish I could have that want to emulate that as much as I can. And moving into my practice, the first thing that I start with every day is three points of gratitude. And I would split my, my regular practice up into maybe two buckets. I think the first is very structured and templated. So I have a, a specific template for each day that I fill out each morning. I have a, a weekly reflection or a weekly journal that I'll do at the end of each week. And I have a monthly reflection um, or journal that I'll do at the end of each month. And those are our templates that I have built out in Evernote. And so I'll do those on the computer, which I think for, for a lot of journaling purists might be a heresy to, to say, but the daily prompts is those three points of gratitude. And then I have the first prompt, just ask myself what's on my mind. And so that can take me in, in a lot of different directions in the morning when I wake up, you know, how I'm feeling, what happened yesterday, um, what am I worried about today? What's the most important thing I need to do? Uh, I sort of just let whatever's going to come out, come out in that section. And then following that, I ask, um, what's my, the one thing that I need to do today? So I set one daily goal and I try and think about that as, you know, if I were to get this done today, what this would make today a win. So that's the, the one most important thing. And then I have, you know, what are my daily to-dos, other errands or obligations? And then moving from there, I'll ask myself, what am I going to have for lunch? And what am I going to have for dinner? Um, so very practical for, for the daily journals. Um, and then moving on to the weekly reflection, I'll ask four questions. So the first is, um, what, can I, what wins can I celebrate this week? So really looking back at the previous week, thinking, uh, trying to basically just brag a little bit. I think I get very lost in the moment and always trying to do more that taking some time to reflect on, you know, what went well and, you know, thinking like, wow, I, re I really accomplished a lot last week, really helps me. And then I look at things that, um, the next question is, what did I say I was going to do that I didn't do? And so I dig into the, the opposite side of that. What, um, what didn't work? Why didn't I do these things? Am I scared of, you know, doing, am I scared of, you know, failure? So I actually didn't, didn't knock this off my to-do list, dig into that side of things. And then I'll ask, what can I do to improve moving into next week? So what can I improve from last week to this week to continue get, getting better? And then I'll just do a more general, you know, what do I need to get done next week? A little more practical. And then for the monthly journals, the monthly reflections, I'll, I base those all off of my, my yearly goals. And I have those broken out into different areas of my life. So if you, if you can't tell by now, highly practical um, person and very structured. Um, and so I'll do really, and that's pretty structured for the monthly reflection in terms of the, the goals and the areas of my life. But the actual journaling and writing is just free form. So I'll put, you know, health and wellness or fitness at the top of the page and just start writing, um, comparing myself where I am now, where I'd like to be at the end of the year, just general feelings, sentiment. And then the, the quantifiable aspect of that as well. And so I think that's really the, the very structured, um, practical portion of my journaling every week. And then I also have a, in a, the more free form version of my journaling each week comes, um, like I was mentioning before, basically it comes whenever I need it, whenever I'm struggling with something, whenever I have a great idea that, you know, I really want to build on this, I have to grab the journal immediately and just start, start writing things down before I forget. 
And so that uh, those other types of journaling, that free form, I have a you know special notebook. I write those out by hand. And I really try and make that a little bit more of a, not sacred, but maybe a special practice where, you know, if I'm going to write something in, in the nice journal, it really, it better be good. It better be meaningful. Um, and I think that really helps center my focus and those, that type of journaling really comes up um, in a lot of different ways. It could be, you know, problem I'm struggling with at work. It could be an idea for a new blog post or a newsletter. I have just this little tidbit of an idea and then I'll just immediately start writing without any expectation of what's coming next or, or fully thought out idea and just let the words come and, and I go from there. I think the, the most important part of that for me is just grabbing the journal as soon as possible before I forget whatever it was I was thinking about um, and trying to get all of those thoughts and ideas out before I get distracted and move on to the next thing. But that was a, a very long-winded summary of my uh, journaling practice uh, all throughout the, the weeks and months of the year. That's perfect. I've, I'm so glad that you were as descriptive as you were because I love, I really admire that you've been able to find that balance between practically journaling and also just doing that free-form creative type of journaling, right? I think a lot of people might shy away from journaling because they may think, it takes too much time or I can't work it into my schedule, but taking that approach of working in those practical things, you know, setting your intentions, what am I going to eat today? Like those little questions to help you ground yourself in the day at hand and you know, what needs to get done is great. And I also love that you're free writing journaling. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a little more unstructured in the sense of like, you don't really have a, a game plan of when you're doing that. It's whenever you get that idea that you need to write down, right? Exactly. And I think a good example, um, going back to something we touched on earlier was maybe last weekend or the weekend before, I was walking to the post office and just had this idea and was turning it over in my head over and over again, thinking about it on the walk to and from. And then as soon as I got home, I had to sit down and get all of those thoughts out on the page. And that that just comes in a, in a whirlwind. Just at that point, I just want the the ideas down um, and I can you know, sort through and process that later. Uh, but I think that's a good example of the more unstructured style. Yeah. And I think that's especially powerful for anybody who is trying to develop a creative side. You know, like myself, I'm, I'm very new in the content creation, podcast making. I'm looking forward to getting into some writing myself in the future. And it's tough at first, but being able to tap into that when you have those moments of inspiration, almost that concept of like work smarter, not harder, you know, don't force the thoughts out of you when they're not there, when you're tired, when you're overwhelmed. But when you have those moments that you're on a walk, which like I said, it happens to me all the time and you get that thought, have that journal so you can write it down and it sets you up for success later on when you have those ideas. And you know, I'd like to ask you from a more personal standpoint, maybe somebody listening to this isn't looking to become a writer, a blogger, a creator, but is just looking to gain clarity, gain direction into where they're going next. Do you find that a lot of these strategies have also helped you make decisions in your personal and professional life? A hundred percent. I think I can think back. I don't think there was one idea that I journaled about more than my decision of what to do professionally after graduating from Scranton. I had two different options on the table. They were both 
very, very different. And I must have spent, you know, two weeks where I was journaling every day. I was making pros and cons lists, um, you know, calling my mom, calling my dad, calling mentors, and then taking what they were thinking, putting those thoughts down on the page. Um, and so I think there really are so many different, uh, I don't think journaling has any specific application. It can really be used for whatever is in front of us. I think just getting a better idea of how we're really feeling each morning um, and, and trying to keep track of that um, and really just going one step deeper by writing it down, I think helps me every morning get a, a pulse check on, you know, am I feeling tired? Did I get enough sleep? Is did I, what I eat for dinner last night, you know, make me feel groggy this morning? All of these um, different things that journaling brings to the surface. So outside of uh, you know, creating and writing and thinking of big ideas or solving problems, I think journaling for me has had a ton of help, you know, making decisions professionally, um, even, you know, during the workday, struggling with a problem at work. And I'll, I'll start doing almost like work journaling or professional journaling, you know, writing about our customers and what their problems are and how we can better solve them. Um, so I think I've applied journaling, you know, across the board, whether it's, you know, at work, you know, helping figure out my own emotions and feelings and why I'm feeling different ways and, you know, tying those back to other experiences that I've had. It's helped me out in uh, a lot of different ways across, let's say, all areas of life. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear. And just like with anything, I mean, even making an analogy to like fitness, like when you first get into fitness, when you first start going to the gym, it's really hard. It's not great. You're not seeing the progress right off the bat. And then all of a sudden, one day it becomes easier. You become excited. You start signing up for races or you start working out with your friends and then you start doing other hard things in life. And it's, it's this trickle down effect. So journaling is kind of that same thing, right? Where maybe you start from a professional standpoint, you're journaling and meditating on what's my career choice going to be. But then you start to see the value in asking those same questions in your personal life, your social life, your athletic career, you know, all the different things that you're doing. So that's awesome, Kevin. And I want to ask you in general, your daily journaling that you do, it sounds like in the morning, how much time do you spend on that each day? My daily journal probably takes me anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, depending on the day. Um, and, the, and the longer days are usually just when I'm a, a little more tired early in the morning. It takes me a, a little bit of extra work to, to get the wheels turning. But uh, it's pretty quick in the morning, usually. Yeah. And that's I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned that because another thing that I've struggled with and that I think a lot of people struggle with is making the time to do it, right? Like making the time for anything. And it doesn't need to be a big investment. You know, one thing that I put pressure on myself with my previous journaling that I, I still do, but when I sit down to journal about a weekend, an experience, uh, an accomplishment, like I want to write everything down. So I put all this time into it, but then that kind of shies me away from doing it because I have to make that time. But just this daily journaling, check in with yourself. It can be quick, you know, add 10 minutes into your morning routine and you can make it happen. Right. Absolutely. I think, I mean, looking at your practice as an example, start with you know, just a few pieces of gratitude, you know, one, two, five. Um, it only takes a few minutes to write those down and that's a start. And you know, each morning I like to try, 
I try and give that morning check-in the time that it needs. You know, sometimes it's, it's quick. It's a few minutes, you know, five minutes max. Other times I'll wake up and things will really just start coming and I'll be sitting there for 20, 30 minutes as the, I'm working through these thoughts that are, are just all hitting me at once. So I think it, it varies a lot once you get into it, but to start, I think you, the, I mean, all of the, the habit experts out there will, will tell you to make it small and make it easy. And I think to your point earlier, I mean, journaling, I think takes a lot of forms. I think most people think about, you know, sitting down with a notebook and writing, writing things down and making it look really good. But, you know, thinking about you on your walks, having all of these great ideas, you know, journaling can be opening up the voice app and just, you know, talking, you know, it could be really great, well thought out ideas, or it could be complete nonsense, but just sharing those thoughts or capturing those thoughts with yourself in whatever form or medium that it takes. I think that is really the value in the practice of journaling. I think starting small and making it as easy as possible is the best way to have a a really strong entry point. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up as well, because we have trouble as human beings, keeping things simple. We want everything to be like so aesthetically pleasing and so pretty and myself included, like when I started creating podcasts, you know, I have a template that I write questions out in and my mind is always like, okay, how do I make this perfect? It needs to be like outlined and organized. And more recently, as I've almost like experiencing this increased creativity, just from this constant, um, exercising that muscle, if you will, I will be out somewhere. I might be in the car listening to a podcast. This is what happens to me all the time, listening to somebody else. And I pause it and I take my phone, open up the notes, voice to text, and I just talk about what's on my mind. So now when I'm preparing for a podcast, which is my version of creativity, answering questions, asking questions, I'm just looking at my notes app and there's things spelled wrong and it's not pretty, but that's, that's my journal, right? Like, so I love that you mentioned that because a pen and paper is awesome, but don't be afraid to make it convenient when you have to, in order to experience those same benefits. And you mentioned that you have your journal where you do your free writing, your daily journaling, weekly journaling. Is that done on your computer? Is that done on pen and paper? Yep. So the the daily journals, the weekly reflections, and the monthly reflections are all in Evernote. And I do that all on my computer. So I have pre-built templates for each week. So again, in the in the spirit of making things easy, instead of typing out one, two, three, writing out the day of the week, that's all pre-populated with the prompts in there. And so for each week, all of those prompts are written out. All I have to do is fill in the blanks. Same thing with those um, weekly check-ins and the monthly check-ins. And all of that, which I really like, is all, all of those individual notes are condensed into one notebook or one folder within Evernote. So it makes it really easy to go back and review previous weeks. And I also keep my yearly goals in that same notebook. So all of those, that history of all of those thoughts are all in one place on my computer, which I I really like um, about for that type of journaling, keeping that all in one place. Very cool. Yeah, that's definitely something that I want to start to transition to, especially after talking to you is I have these past 
you know, habits and beliefs that I want everything to be on on pen and paper. But like we said, it's not always practical. So I'll have to look into um, Evernote and, you know, create something like that myself. Now, just in general, I know we talked a lot about some strategies, but is there any other advice that you would give somebody sitting in front of you that asks you, where should I start? I want to start journaling. I think the number one piece of advice that I could give is just experiment with as many different types of journaling or writing as possible. Like we've mentioned a few times, it's not just one, it's not just answering prompts. It's not just writing down what's on your mind. It can take so many different forms, you know, so experiment with, you know, answering prompts that you find online. Um, Experiment with just writing down whatever's on your mind and seeing what comes. Try writing a story. Um, all make a list, use bullet points, um, you know, write one parrot, write an essay. There's so many different ways to journal and you know, different people will find value in different types of journaling. So my first piece of advice would be to experiment really widely. And I think the other two we touched on are, are start small and make it easy. So I won't go into those again. And then I think my last piece of advice if you're going to get a, a physical journal, um, which I think could be a good way to start because it creates that this, the specialness that I mentioned before. You have a, almost this sacred little book and it has you know, value, it's real. Uh, you, and you, you, you really just like that little book. I think it, it helps a lot. And I also recommend getting one that is smaller so the, the empty page is less intimidating. You don't feel like you have to full, fill up a full eight and a half by 11 page, starting with a physically smaller notebook makes it easier to fill up half a page, a full page. And again, just lowers that barrier to entry. And then you have this nice little book and it's easier to take around with you. So you have it when you need it. Um, so those are some of the, the pieces of advice I'd have for someone getting started. Yeah, love that practical tip, Kevin. I'm reaching right now for my gratitude journal. Anybody who's actually seen this in person is shocked at how small it is. It's like the size of the palm of my hand. And I agree with you for a lot of those reasons. I mean, when I first got it, I wanted it to be portable, you know, easy to bring around. But like you said, I didn't want this pressure of writing down big things. And my first, you know, 20 to 30 days of gratitude journaling was just a few words, each line. And over time, they've gotten more and more detailed as I've become more and more um, self-aware and, you know, descriptive in my own mind, but yeah, get a small journal, something simple. This that I'm holding in front of me, my gratitude journal says notebook. It's probably four inches wide and like five inches long. It's little. So Kevin, that's great advice. And it is special. I don't go anywhere without that thing. And not even intentionally, it becomes part of who you are. You know, when you're going to visit family for the weekend or your boyfriend or girlfriend, it's like, okay, phone charger, you know, toothbrush, gratitude journal. And it's just part of the routine. So that's great. Absolutely. And I have to say after, from seeing your Instagram stories of the gratitude posts, that journal was so much smaller than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Everybody says that, but it's, it's, it fits in my bag. It goes everywhere with me. I can put it in my pocket. It's wonderful. Um, Kevin, wow. This has been honestly, one of my favorite conversations yet, you have so much value to give so much to share. So thank you for sharing everything that you did with the listeners. I'd like to wrap things up with one final question that all of my guests receive, 
This podcast, the Goal Set Mindset Podcast, is centered around setting goals and achieving them with the principles of passion, perseverance, and performance. So tell me, what's a personal goal that you have right now, and how are you working towards it? I think my big um, personal goal at the moment, and this is something that I've been thinking a lot more recently, especially within the last three months, my personal goal is really to help um, other people realize their potential and to help other people become a bit better each day. I think if every person becomes a, a bit better each day, then you know, after a little bit of time, the, the whole world is going to be a lot better of a place. And it starts with those small changes, no small improvements. So, and I think if I can have a hand in helping other people become a bit better, then that's a, not only a huge impact for those individuals, but also the, the broader landscape. So I'm really focused on helping other people recognize their potential. And I think the reason I'm, I focus on that word potential is because the more that, that I learn, the more that I reflect, and the more I expose myself to you know, personal growth and um, big goals, the more I realize of my potential and I I'm see what I'm capable of and want to share that, unlock that same potential for other people. And so the way I've been trying to do that is, you know, we mentioned prompted the, the weekly newsletter, trying to get people to you know, journal, answer these prompts, reflect on themselves with the goal of, again, becoming a bit better each day. And I've been doing the same thing um, with longer form blog posts, really diving into individual ideas in more detail. And then also trying to help people on a one-on-one level with life coaching, mindset coaching, with that same goal of realizing potential and helping people become a bit better each day, all in the, the purpose of that larger mission of trying to uh, you know, unlock the potential of the, the broader landscape, a culture, a generation of people to make the world a, a better place. I think it starts with each one of us individually. And so that's really where I've been focusing a lot of my time in the past few months and hopefully for years to come. That's amazing, Kevin. I'm like so proud of you hearing you say that. And it's just so, so special that you have that, that bug inside of you that you know that that's your purpose, right? And to hear you say that, you know, not all of us on this planet want that, want to help other people get better. But those of us who do, and I'm one of those people too, we really need to tap into that because the world will become a better place for that. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. There's no doubt in my mind that you are going to make a tremendous impact. And with that, I would love for you to share where listeners can find you, support you, take a look at your work um, and reach out to you. Thank you for the kind word, Julian. I would be uh, remiss if I didn't if I didn't say the same. It's been uh, inspiring to see us both come from Scranton and you know, take wildly different paths, but um, you know, watching your journey and, and trying to help other people in a, in a similar way um, through fitness and mindset, I think has been inspiring to me too. Um, and I'd be lying if I said you know watching you didn't give me part of the courage that it took to you know take this jump more recently uh, for myself. So thank you. Thank for you, that. Kevin. I appreciate um, that so much. Thank you. <laughs> And if people want to connect with me, the best place to do that is probably subscribing to Prompted, which people can find that at kevinbronander.substack.com. And you can also find my blog and coaching about, uh, or information about coaching at just kevinbronander.com. That is where you can find uh, all things about me. 
Awesome. I'll definitely put all of the links in the description so everybody can follow you. I would definitely recommend, guys, if you're interested in starting a journaling practice, sign up for the newsletter. You'll get it on Sundays. It's a great way to start your week answering some questions and introduce you and, um, you know, see if journaling can help you. So, Kevin, thank you again so much. This was amazing. And I know that the listeners are going to get a lot out of this one. Thanks, Julie. This was a ton of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope this episode gave you some clarity about the value that journaling, mindfulness, and intentional problem solving can have in enhancing your personal and professional life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you shared it on social media and tagged Kevin and I so we could thank you personally for the support. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.